This is the Nostal Junk Podcast, where one person's junk is another person's childhood. I'm Matt McGraw. And I'm Kyle Smith. Join us as we take a deep dive into your pop culture consciousness. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, Nostal Junk Podcast presents What the Flick? Uh, so, yeah, what we're doing here is we're going to be watching a movie that. One of us remembers fondly from our childhood, and one of us has never even heard, seen, let alone heard of. And this one, for me, is actually both. Tonight, we're going to be watching Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam, uh, starring the great Jim Varney. You might know him as Ernest, uh, from such films as Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Scared Stupid, and many others. Uh, so... I have never heard of this movie ever. And I've definitely seen the cover, though. I remember browsing, you know, the old Jumbo videos, the Rogers videos uh, back when I was, you know, younger. And so all I can describe, I mean, I see Ernest. He's has a hand over his head. He has what appears to be some kind of crazy, I don't know, Dracula gown. He has a skeleton. Anyways, it's just I remember seeing this this photo as a kid, but I've, I've definitely never even I don't even know what this movie's about. Uh, I've definitely never seen it. Uh, so I'm just going to read the box here. It says, okay, here we go. Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloombeam. The funniest thing since the Depression. From his neon-lit cave, Dr. Otto was on the verge of attaining his deranged dream of world domination. Can that bubblehead Lance Sterling stop the diabolical scientist with 15 fingers? Is Otto really your old buddy Ernest? Will those wicked wenches ruin their beautiful manicures? If Lance can unravel the riddle without wrinkling his nose, if the pirate's iguana can talk, if you can spell Otto's name backwards, hold on to your brain and let his mayhem of a movie unhinge you. Wow. Uh, a lot of sentences there that just make no sense, Matt. That's correct. So, yeah, this is, uh, is going to be interesting. Here we go. 91 minutes. Uh, what, year is, what year is this made? I believe this is 85, might have been 84, but released in 85. It did go into theaters, don't know for how long, and uh, a little bit of research on on the uh, the tape, the cassette, the tape that you have in your hands. It was a uh, uh, 1992 pressing from Good Times Home Video, <laughs> which I got on a family trip to Maine. And uh, I remember it from a store, which I don't know the name of, but that's fine. It was one of those classic white wire rack um, music video stores in the mall and stayed with me the entire trip. And at the 11th hour, my dad goes, Matt, do you need anything before we go back? Because we're not going to stop anywhere in the morning. So I said, well, you know what? I would, I would really like to own Dr. Otto. Hey guys, I'm Darcy, founder of Spirit. And I'm Kelly, the chief technical officer of Spirit. Back in 2011, we formed the Supernatural Paranormal Investigations and Research Institute, searching for answers 
to mysterious things that were happening in our little corner of Canada. And we haven't stopped searching for those answers ever since. Join us on our podcast, Canadian Spirit, as we dive into all of Canada's most famous and forgotten paranormal mysteries. Examine the evidence and try to figure out what might be behind Canada's ghosts, cryptids, and UFO encounters. In Canadian Spirit, you'll get a peek behind the curtain and see for yourself what being a paranormal investigator is really like and learn something about Canadian history, which isn't as boring as it sounds. Even if it is, we're a pair of chuckle fucks, so we'll do our best to make it entertaining. So come along for the ride and discover for yourself what makes the land of maple and hockey so wonderfully weird. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, you know, wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, raccoons are aliens, werewolves are perverts, and ghosts are just downright rude sometimes. How's it going, everybody? This is Chewy. And this is Monica. And we are from the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. <laughs> Where we talk about stuff like horror films, shows, and folk legends. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podchaser. Like us and give us a review. So we drove back to that mall, grabbed Dr. Otto. I've had it ever since. Don't know how proud I am about this, but Kyle's in for a real treat. That's for sure. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. I can't remember the last time I would have seen a movie this cold. Like, in terms of even a movie, you're kind of going in blind nowadays. At least there's previews and there's, you know, interviews. And this movie, to me, literally all I know is the cover. Um, So here we go. Dr. Otto. And the riddle of the gloom beam. Do you do you know the backstory of Ernest, the character? No, like I I only know Ernest from like Ernest goes Ernest goes to camp was big with me. But you're saying this was before Ernest goes to camp. This is a lesser known and lesser appreciated of the Ernest universe. This was actually the first Ernest film. Ernest was a character that was hired by companies or businesses to sell their product in a 30-second TV spot. He was the know-it-all next door who addressed you, the viewer, as the neighbor, Vern. And he would offer unsolicited advice about a product or service that you may or may not needed to know about. But since it is an ad, we are subjected to view whatever advertising is presented to us. A company to hire Varney to play Ernest was quite wise to the dynamic that exists in advertising. So if you're going to sit there, I want you to watch it, but you might as well have some fun with it too. Ernest became an icon because he was all over the country in these ads and people saw him several times a day and they didn't know who he was he didn't have movies out he didn't have a TV show he wasn't merchandise yet he was just earnest so here we are in Dr. Otto's lair it's basically the equivalent of parts unknown we don't know where this really is it's in some sort of 
swampy marsh of some dystopian future surrounded by neon lasers and stalactites and so 80s looking and it's amazing we're not really sure what's going on with his costume um he has it's almost like if you're a wrestling fan you would recognize the road warriors legion of doom their big shoulder pads with the spikes as they came to the uh, the ring and uh it's just ridiculous and it's amazing he's got a robot with a happy face it's like a cross between C-3PO and Boba Fett. Travel out against the target. <laughs> Scratch their ass? That was the robot. Oh, it was a robot. You know, the robot that could scratch his own ass. The economy will collapse. Credit will be gone. Money will be worthless. No one will escape the excruciating pain. Homeless children. So I see Dr. Otto has a hand on his head, and it appears to actually, now you just, it just moves, so it's a real hand, which means that there had to be somebody behind Jim Bernie at all times putting his hand on his head. It's another part of him that can emote. So the whole goal of the gloom beam is to drain the world's economy. So money is worthless and he wants to basically dominate the world by bringing it down to worthlessness through monetary funds. This is my favorite part. Look at the mailbox. <laughs> like who's sending him mail? <laughs> Like, look at this set. Look. And look at the top of the mountain is the top of Otto's head. Right? The finger. Watch the finger. There it goes. Go shoot. Yeah, buddy. Look at it. Look at it. How it does. All right, so here's, here's a shot of the arm and hand on top of his head being just a prosthetic for the purposes of him moving around like this. There's nobody behind him. And as you can see in the background, there's the infamous changing coffin for this movie. Not sure what that's doing. Really, as you watch this movie, this is a launching pad and a almost like a, an experiment of that you will see later in all of the Ernest movies, the, the kids show, Hey Vern, it's Ernest, which I was a huge fan of. And this is where it kind of starts, like a glorified audition reel. Yeah, yeah, it's a portfolio. Here's the shot of the Cincinnati Bank and Trust, home of Speedy Buck. Speedy Buck was the ATM that dispensed way too much money to that couple. Man, 
men. The dilemma we face is unequaled in the history of Cincinnati Bank and Trust. All of the computer tapes in the accounting department have either been erased or scrambled. So, Checking accounts in here's a classic boardroom with a bunch of suits sitting around and they're discussing the the devastating blow to the world's economy that's uh, incurring right now and oh he's hit wall street there goes oh yeah there goes everybody hodgkins demonstrate our problem with your display the editing and the production of this is just so unique but it's very 80s now i'm not sure if this movie is not well appreciated because as it is an 80s flick and all of the marketing and advertising featured a picture of Varney as Ernest to basically promote the, the character of Dr. Otto. Ernest is so, so minor in this movie. So I think maybe some people might have felt disappointed in this movie, but I think objectively speaking, in the, the 80s, you have a wide array of zany, wacky movies that exist in horror, fantasy, sci-fi, B, C, even Z movies that are loved. This is up there. Observe. This is definitely up there. This is, and it's up there and it's out there. That's the diorama he put together. What was that? That's the financial economy collapsing. <laughs> Well, Economic indicators, yellow line, blue line, red line. This actor, he was one of the main sidekick characters on pretty well all the early Ernest projects. That's, uh, that's Bobby of Chuck and Bobby. That's the most he's talked in all of the Ernest movies. I think the next time you hear him talk is in uh, Ernest Goes to Jail when he draws his weapon on the... Um, Nash, the evil Ernest character. I'll be on the air in a few moments. Make The Slave Willie character will reappear in the Haver and its Ernest series as Willie the Homemade Robot. He's a mad scientist. He's evil. He is taking over the world. He's destroying the world's economy. He's delivering a riddle coming from parts unknown, essentially. He's a Batman villain. Just love, I love all of this. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not trying to draw similarities, but this is very reminiscent from my youth when I was also a huge fan of the 89 Batman. That scene when the Joker takes over all of the TVs in Gotham, he will be involved in the parade, and he will be dispensing money. Again, I'm not trying to draw similarities, I'm just saying, from a, from a, a young mindset, very similar. To the very last. It's like Max Max Headroom. Great reference. When all the world's commerce will be put in a bind from the evil that lurks where the sun never shines. It is I, Dr. Otto von Schnee. The drunks in the bar are like, I don't care. Plague on you, 
this time. <laughs> but you who's Dr. Well Otto? You may well ponder. While all you oh, I ponder. It's squandered. It's he who had an eye and yet couldn't see. It's he who served Boulevard. When he was Don't get poop on your shoes was the alternate title. They probably needed some time to come to the final title being Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. I guess Dr. Otto was too short and Don't Get Poop on Your Shoes might have been a little too abstract. How mad would you be as a kid trying to play an arcade and then Otto takes over with this riddle? This guy just looks confused. He's like shaking his head. Like. He's a madman. That's literally how we all feel watching He's this. A madman. He obviously has no respect for anything. Human life, social values, the bottom line, nothing. There is one person who can stop this fiend, this paragon of evil. One man with the skill, please say it's earnest, ingenuity and cunning to stop this menace to the free enterprise. So here we go. Here comes the, the hero, the white knight of the movie. Doom. Gentlemen, he's a bit of a dunce. His personal secretary, Doris Talbot. No, not Ernest, but Lance Sterling. No idea. I'm sure that you and uh, Doris are aware of the grave situation we face. He's got like a uh, Miami Vice, country, uh, yes, Indiana Jones. His hat says Indiana Jones, but his jacket says Miami Vice. Gentlemen, <laughs> he's like the the, the the good American boy, right? And he's got his Soon his no sleeves rolled up to his elbows. Riots will break out. The scarf, popped collar on his blazer. The streets will run red with Their body language says they are not buying this Lance Sterling character. Like, where is he even coming from, and why is he being called upon? I understand why they're, they're choosing this type of figure to go after Otto, but how do they know who Sterling is? I have every confidence in your ability to this, seek out this money is a question that we don't need to ask because this movie is Dr. Otto and his infernal machine. Sometimes I watch these these kind of movies and I feel like bad yes. for the actors, not because Mr. they're in a bad movie, but because if they thought it was like going to be their big, big break. You know, it's like this is my this is my time to shine. No, that's, uh, <laughs> What's even worse is I don't think there was any implied big break with, with this. It's who? Mr. Lance, cutesy butts, he never gets poop on his shoes. Is he poop on his shoes? <laughs> he never gets poop on his shoes. Like the plague, like boring, is so like persistent itching. He can that save so my day anytime. Oh. Mr. Clean Mr. Room. Clean room. Never, bought Never had to buy Clearasil. It makes me think of when Homer says, uh, "What's wrong with Flanders? Something wrong? Can we think of something wrong with Flanders?" And he's got a bunch of old paint cans in his garage. Old painty can Ned, Mister Clean Shoes. Mister and Mrs. Sterling, Little Lance is the favorite of the whole hospital. 
All the nurses are just in love with Lance Sterling's birth parents being presented. He's got his mother. Baby Lance. Yeah, I love that the dad is smoking a pipe in in the hospital. My parents. Oh, he's got your manners. Yeah, lots of use of white here. And not so much white here. So here comes baby Otto. like something out of like basket case what's in the basket <laughs> I send it back we uh you, we you later we'll see Ernest reprise this oh, <laughs> full size oh, full full grown adult head attached to a baby body in the Hey Vern, it's Ernest TV series, but not as Otto. Definitely a little kinder. Now I can begin to unravel life's mysteries for myself. Gag me, baby. Gag me with a shovel. This is the best Christmas ever. And you're the best parents anyone could ever have. I've got something for you. Okay. How do we convey being a, just a proud American? You know what? This movie now enters my non-Christmas movie, Christmas movie list. I made it out of toothpicks in my spare time. You made the White House out of toothpicks in his spare time. And, and look at his thumb. He's got it bandaged with a ribbon tied around it. I couldn't help but think, like, what's the rhythm? Ribbon? Is it a reminder that it was like a learning experience? Or he's just an idiot and he decorated his thumb because it's Christmas. <laughs> that requires multiple viewings to, to go that deep. Father? Can we say it just once? Since it's Christmas? Dad? Sure, son. Since it's Christmas. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic. So is Dr. Otto anti American? He's anti capitalist for sure. Oh well, I think Dr. Otto von Schnick ick ick does not really sound American. Maybe he won't come back. Yeah, this is his family. <laughs> it's terrifying. Is, this, is he doing like is this, it's like a Christmas Carol where is he just visiting? He's going through his life and visiting the different versions of <laughs> this. Uh, auto creeping in through the window was always very very unnerving to me as a child. Yeah, maybe it's the. Uh, the, the ghost white face with the dark eyelashes. And this part here, like, look at the look on his face. And then disappear. Ugh. That's scary. Did he blow them? What, were they opening a bomb? 
Yeah, he gave them a bomb. His parents? Just parents anyone ever had. <laughs> I mean, to me, this movie doesn't work without her. Hands down. Even a, an actor like Jim Carrey could pull this off, but oh my god. Where Where's this cave? Where's this lair? Look at this freaking Cadillac that they're driving around in. I've read it a dozen times and I still don't understand it. Now there's this guy's name again? I hate Lance Sterling. Well, maybe Dr. Otto doesn't want to be found. Don't be ridiculous, Doris. What good would it do? Even his friend is fed up with it. Oh my god, Doris hates him. Sometimes I'm on Doris's team. Take team Doris. Could use a cold drink. The world is on the brink of chaos. We're trying to save it. Somehow the cooler slipped my mind. What's What's great about this dynamic is that this man is so blatantly oblivious that you actually kind of want Otto to win. However, I do want to root for Doris, but she might be also just as much of an idiot to just stick with him. I can't, I can't help but like think all those little, like little moments like that. It's just, is that Varney just riffing? That could be Mr. Potato Head. Likely. Doesn't feel right, Lance. Well, what do you think it means? Well, I don't know. So, it could be Mr. Potato Head. Yes, Lance. I suppose it could. He who has an eye and yet he can't see. Lance thinks it's Mr. Potato Head. You will stop me. You think I'll just roll over and play dead? So, where does one go to dream up this? A hand on the head? This, like, mirrored collar? This, like, neon post-apocalyptic lair? The hand on the head is definitely Adam's family. You know, I can just see that, but the costume it's itself is moment. pretty wild. I don't even know what what it is. It's like a tinsel, like a <laughs> spider web of made of metal. I'm not sure what it really is. It's like if you took all the reject Christmas ornaments and put them on auto. It shows. There is not an ounce of fat on my body. What, what, I'm a true American. That doesn't even make any sense. I'm on the metric system. There's not an ounce of fat on my body. Quickly, Willie, into the changing coffin. We have work to do. The changing coffin is your favorite toy. Doctor. Here we go. Today, we will transform yeah. you into Okay, what am I seeing here? I see a xylophone, a typewriter. A bunch of light bulbs, a couple clocks. This is also, this is a good study for film students. Not that the movie is the, the study. It's, you don't need a whole lot to, uh, <laughs> to get things going in a movie. Damn it. Oh, good. Then we can start to... 
explain. He just keeps filling in his lines for him. That's great. So now we're starting to learn, like, Jim probably just wanted to make this movie so he could build, like, his portfolio of characters. And also just hang around with very beautiful women. Yes, especially Rhonda Sue. Rhonda Sue! Yeah, that's her name. Oopsie! Car trouble. Doris, did you bring your AAA card? Lance, I don't think this is covered. Well, let's find a phone and call a service. I like station. how he gets out her door and couldn't get out his own. We will ruin these rims God, driving on flat tires. He just. Yeah, he's. He's Vaughn. Mayor Vaughn from Jaws. <laughs> He's got that aesthetic to him. He's got his khakis. It's khaki. It's khakis, Ricky. Look, this kid is dead. <laughs> Look at it. It says, run hard tag daycare. This is the daycare. That's Doris and, and, and Lance that they're beating on. Those two? Yeah. <laughs> Otto's on it. Those youngsters look like they're having Otto's like the young mercenary army. Training. Yeah, yeah. He transformed into Rudd Hardtack. And so, yeah. Yeah, keep up. <laughs> I'd like to point out that this is probably a. This classifies itself as like a, forget, a forgettable movie that you won't forget. Very good description. I definitely won't forget. <laughs> I might not know what's going on, but I definitely won't forget it. There a phone around here? Look at this blatant idiot. Good form. Feet apart. There's literally dummies of. They're all closing in on him right now. They're like, oh, the guy we've been training to kill is literally in front of us. I certainly look forward to meeting them. That, that ruddy fool. I can't believe he just remember the elbow. <laughs> I also like that he's got a knife pierced through his hat. It's just resting on the brim. Yes, sir, doctor. Well, ladies, let's go meet this. Red. Terrorist that calls himself Mr. Lance Sterling, eh? You know, when I was about your age, my dad gave me a BB gun. But the barrels should always point up for safety's sake. These are really wonderfully trained youngsters. I'm impressed. to challenge me face to face, have you, Mr. Lance Sterlinski, or whatever you call you? Ready. Self now, I want. Uh, no, we just want to use your phone. See, we had car trouble, and, well, my AAA is you expired. You won't be using your... Ready. Three-letter code words to your... Ready. Tommy, comrades in the bus, what? Uh, 
No, 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 not that. No, we were driving, see, trying to figure out this riddle. Pull up this. Ready. Commies. Come in the... Guest. Room over there. <laughs> we'll play a few little games with it. Ready. I really like his tick. What? what? This does like, not look <laughs> What's like going on here? The phone booth has those glass panels. Little metal thing. Like as much of an idiot as he is, he's really yeah, not, not picking up private. this. He's oh. in this like bamboo cage with an already fully exposed skeleton. Right. Whatever they had didn't help them much. Now, look, Doris. They're gonna be expecting us to break soon, to snap under the pressure. But we are tougher than that. We're Americans. Let's keep our morale high. Hey, I know. Idiot. How about a song? I, Carpenter. If I were a and Carpenter, you were lady. And you were a lady. And would you marry me? What are you, is he making that song up just would as he goes? Not the first time you'll hear this song. Oh no. And now for the economic news. These breaks remind me of the the uh, the jump cuts in RoboCop. B back to you, Mike. Mr. Rutherford, Mr. Rutherford, the entire city has erupted. People are going crazy. The whole country's in an uproar. Mobs are storming all the banks, burning their checkbooks in protest. They want their money, and everything is scrambled up. This Dr. Otto von Schnick-ick-ick has reshuffled the deck, and Lance Sterling is nowhere to be found. Cut him down. <laughs> or a hard tack. Wouldn't you to play a little spin the barrel? I want to find out what else she's been in because that line delivery makes it feel like, yeah, it was probably written that way, but I also feel like it could not have been. Where she goes, auto or hard tack. <laughs> Trying to keep his, uh, his, uh, secret. Se yeah, she kind of has a Daryl Hannah vibe, like in Blade Runner or something. Ready. I always love Jim Varney's Australian accent. Russian roulette? Deer hunter? <laughs> How dare I compare those two films? She's like, why am I here? Why am I playing Russian roulette with these idiots? So this this music is very reminiscent of the Pink. Ernest TV series. Hey Vern, it's Ernest. Especially uh, this theme right here. Boop, 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 boop. Very, very similar to what was used in the uh, Hey Vern, it's Scary Things episode. So IMDb has a 5.8 out of 10. Google users have it at 92%. Man. 
She always gets to order first in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Four people that rate it. Yeah, 90 plate. or above. Now I want to go first. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Red Heart Attack. like the uh, auto and pounding in the background. I think it's it's probably gunfire, but it comes across as pounding. But in any case, I, I like that. Nice touch. Even that kid is just like, I hate this guy. Go on, Trotsky, drop the hammer. That's not Barbara Crampton, is it? No, no. Wouldn't you have been tipped off that this is likely auto? White Knights of Cincinnati are just as easily duped as the citizens of Metropolis. It only takes a pair of glasses on Superman to become Clark Kent. Nobody knows. What are they firing at? He was, if they're trying to fire at him, he was literally right in front of them. Was he changed back? I like the uh, AI breakdown here. Is it? Oh wait! I just had a, I just had a moment of. Yeah, is that, yeah, that's the right word. Is it Jim Varney's hand on top of his own head? It could be. My favorite part about this is that even even in the end of, I understand it's not. I saw your yearbook. Glenn oh. Patak. Glenn Patak plays Otto's head hand, and he is credited as an actor more than the other actors in the movie. Please tell me that's is that is that his only IMDb credit? Click on Glenn Patak for a sec. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all earnest. Yeah. If he's the writer. Then this idiot was the one that was like, hey, can I play the hand on your head? There's Mr. Potato Head. I like this uh, pseudo heavy metal. Much better than last year. Much better than last year. Failure.
No one cares that an adult man just threw a kid across the room. What I have done for my science fair project, Miss Apple. I'd also like to point out that Otto and Sterling have played themselves in different age groups. Our most sacred right. They're either in Yeah, they're in high school here. And honor judge that each and every one of us has a duty to take a stand whenever the opportunity arises. As a proud American, and one who truly loves his country, I wanted to make the really like the bell bottoms on Otto here. As President Kennedy said, it is not what your country if, can do for you. You know, maybe I'm looking too deep into it, and I should, probably shouldn't. But country. you know, we saw Otto peering in through the windows when he was younger. And you can see that the shoulders were built up, so implying that he has this gear on. Um, but I wonder if the gear is almost like a part of him that's growing. Because here he is a touch older and it's already starting to... Let's uh, play. Some of his uh, foliage is starting to protrude through the clothing. Hello, I'm your new D9 voice activated robot. I can walk and talk like a real person. I can perform. So he just. Sayonara, he just paralyzed somebody, punctured a lung. Not the pork. I'm happy now. Little children in China don't get pork. Bye bye, bye bye. Why did she only have one set of nails on her hand? This this is one of my favorite parts here. I love this. This is so funny. When Otto starts narrating. Impressive experiment. Well, I hope this won't sway your judgment. After all, if I know Otto, he found a way to cheat. And besides, he has no school spirit. Otto, so he's like lumbering through, the, like just destroying everything in its path. Exercise our most sacred right. Let's vote and vote and vote. La 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 la. One machine, one vote. <laughs> I just pulled the lever in this effort. Lance, this booth may have been a good idea, but it needs a lot of work to make it safe. But don't play over me, Miss Apple. It was Otto. Lance! Be a man. Don't blame others for your mistakes, especially those less fortunate. La 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 but Otto, those are the good old days. So, did you win the science fair? In a way. She has like a drier, uh, <laughs> like a drier duct or whatever coming out of her left boob. <laughs> like she only has half a bra on. Found them, exalted one. They're in the deep woods. So I looked her up, and like, there's we have her name is uh, Tina Goats. The only other acting credit that I saw 
was that she was in another Jim Verney movie called Fast Food, which I've never seen. And I think we should. After watching this Jim, any non-earnest movie, it's got to be good. Now he's a pirate. So what is the point of him changing characters exactly? He's trying to stop Lance. Oh, now I get it. He does have a live iguana on his head. I like the uh, I like the character of the dump, um, and you know, and a lot a lot of the the props and the characters will surface again in other earnest projects, but uh, much like Willie, turns out in the turns out. He turns up in the Ernest series. The dump costume um, was the boogeyman that appears at the end of the Scary Things episode. Don't look now, Polly. Let me think some fresh bait just swam into me bucket. Now I cannot believe bucket. that this young lady voluntarily participates in this type of shenanigans. Now, fun is fun, <laughs> but this is going too far. So you think me lads have gone a bit too far? <laughs> 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 it's not Jim, it's Lance. Lance Sterling. And, well, yes, I do think this barbaric ceremony must come to a stop. Don't you agree, Doris? <laughs> See there? We all agree. You'll not be interrupting me chances of catching the dump now, would you, Jim? The, the dump? Ah, he's the dump, Jim. The dump. Bring him along. So, if you just know, Lance was not a big fan of of, of the breath that was coming out of uh, the pirate's mouth. They're in search of the dump. I'm sure you agree with that, Mr. Jack. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. oh, now that we're all here, how about a game? How about a riddle? Okay, now, now I'll go first, and you see if you can solve it. I tell you what, I've got it written down right in my pocket. If you it's just the riddle of the me, gloom bean? Really appreciate it. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, a little more to the right. <laughs> yeah, Dig it around uh, in his pocket. Can you open it up for me? Okay. What has an eye but cannot see? Mr. Potato Head. He's got it, Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> He rises! 
I caught you now, you lurking garbage bag. <laughs> lurking garbage bag. Some of the best parts of this movie is the reusable lines that you've never heard. <laughs> that no one has said before or since. You lurking garbage bag. Take a shine into you. I that he would. He likes young boys like you, Jim. That he does. Cause you're so young and pink and educated. You wouldn't dare. You needs to be helping your old mate, Laughing Jack O'Cockney, have his revenge. Laughing Jack O'Cockney. Smelling dump that ruined me good eye. Well, I, I... Wait a minute. He ruined his good eye. <laughs> What's he got now? It would be good for you, Jim. I that it would. Yeah, what? And what would we have for him, Johnny? It's a cabana side-by-side freezer! This cabana holds up to 40 pounds of fruits and vegetables, and there's a convenient ice maker and water tap, all from cabana, if you help Laughing Jack catch the dump. Back to you, Jack. I'm just overwhelmed. Does that just but qualify I for what the flick? <laughs> what just we'll happened right there? No matter what, Doris, the side by side freezer we be A side by side freezer could hold up to forty pounds of fruits and vegetables. <laughs> so really, it's just a freezer. Oh, here's the dump. Doesn't seem too concerned. <laughs> Alex? Is that you, Alex? Rudy. Well, I, I go by Lance now. So Rudy he knows it's Dr. Otto? Rudy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nope. Rudy. The dump. How's it been going out? Knows him. How's the one? Fine. Yeah, and, and the kid? Okay. Alex oh, is the dump. Alex, how about getting us <laughs> Otto is the pirate, Laughing Jack. How do you know this so, if the uh, Lance. Upon a time, a long time ago, uh, I pulled a thorn out of his fall and it was just a baggie. <laughs> it was just a baggie? <laughs> so Otto thinks that So Otto's returned back to his lair He thinks that Lance has been Eaten So he thinks that Lance has been eaten by the dump now But Lance has foiled his plan Because he actually knows The dump, aka Alex And he saved him When he was just a baggie <laughs> Two hundred ninety-eight thousand six hundred thirty-seven dollars and twenty-three cents. I'll take back the pork chops. Yeah, it's the pork chops that did it. This is collapses. great. Pound collapses. Frank collapses. Frank. <laughs> that was the best part of the whole movie. It's such like a Kids in the Hall Monty Python's bit. Frank collapses. Frank! <laughs> the 
the true dimensions of the economic catastrophe the entire world is experiencing will not be known for some time. What is known is that today the Soviet Union declared an end to the use of the ruble as its national currency and declared boiled turnips to be the new coin of the realm. In Denmark, the national sport of cheese wrestling was suspended indefinitely when the price of a single small gouda rose to 150,000 kalotniks. Kalotniks? So we are trapped. <laughs> Boiled turnip is the new form of currency. <laughs> we are either traveling <laughs> northwest. Man, this Dr. Otto's plan is really coming together. Southeast. So he's a, he's a better mad scientist than uh, really the Joker. Back to civilization. He's already pulled it off. And to Otto and all his shenanigans. Oh. Okay. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> he gets the side by side freezer. Oh, yeah, that's good. What do you do? Hey, lunch next week, okay? Sure. Same meeting place as always? Certainly. Good. Okay. Now, before you go, I and mean, I know you gotta go, let me read you something. Okay. To stop this horrible, twisted trick. Just exchange the poles of old St. Nick. Mean anything to you? Doesn't Santa live at the North Pole with all the elves and everything, don't you think? Ah, so you think that the pole of old St. Nick is the North Pole? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, me too. Listen, great to see you again. Good thing. That guy's such a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> it's, it's Doris's exhale that it's like. I will. Whoa, I get my hair. Ciao. What a prince. So he didn't like Laughing Jack's breath, but he was okay for hanging out with the dump. But at least my master plan for world conquest is coming along nicely. I still don't understand it all. Well, here, Tina, let me show this is you. Great. You see this little object, no larger than your fingernail? Mm -hmm. Observe. Oh, I see, Doctor. By starting the blocks, you set up a chain reaction which puts pressure on world commodity markets, which in effect readjust the annual circulation rate of liquid accounts into the liability column. And the Federal Reserve will have to devaluate currency in a futile attempt to cope. Close. In Washington, D.C., the food riots continued. And in New York City, looters <laughs> rampaged doesn't even explain, like, what the right answer is. So this is, this is one of those moments where I'm like, I watched this as a kid? Oh, God. Like, he's... Gun barrel right in the mouth. Sir, I've been running this through our Centauri Systems XY computer, and it seems to have come up with an interesting twist on all this. Centauri's conclusion is that this Dr. Otto von Schick ik, 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 is only a menace because we do not control him. If we could persuade von Schick to be on the board of the bank, or perhaps partners with the bank, we could control the world. Why, thank you, sir. Well, Benjamin. 
intelligence, why don't you do something about all this? We've prepared some new scenarios. Like the Bay of Pigs? It could have worked. And those wonderful Vietnam reports. Do you see a light at the end of this tunnel? Button up, bureaucrat. The economy has gone to hell in the handbasket. You guys didn't see it coming. We formulated this, a this could have been a scene from Robocop. Character. I'm sure it's a it's break. The origin story of Agent Smith from The Matrix. Yeah, right. You want the password? Green cheese is a mouse's only friend. Mr. President, the economy of this country is on the verge of collapse. Don't check the time. This movie's moving along just nicely. The Treasury Department has no idea how much money is being printed, and what's worse, most of the senator's expense accounts have vanished from our records. You mean to tell me we have no idea how much money this country owes or who owes us? That's correct, sir. So it affect the national debt is wiped out. You could say that. That's great. Call the press conference. I'm tracking them. They're approaching the cliff. It's stellar acting. What are you going to do? I mean, all things aside, Vernie is so solid. Like he's played multiple roles, and each one feels good. They will help me. And so will you. I'll lead him to his destruction and crush him like a ripe grape. <laughs> I hope I'm not out of line. An arpeggiator. Love it. I want this soundtrack. This place is full of mosquitoes. Where are we going, anyway? You're supposed to be the leader. Well, I can't do everything. My training is in making command decisions, motivating large numbers of stalwart troops, giving pep talks, that sort of thing. This guy's got to go. But I'm hungry. I can catch fish. I can use this little thorn for a hook. And, and I can unravel some thread from, from my sweater for line. Oh, I can use this little gum wrapper for a lure. Boy, this is fun. Uh-oh. That chorused 12-string guitar. It reminds me of that uh, those chords from Wayne's World 2 where he's trying to get to the uh, church. Oh Jesus God, no. Now it's turning into like experimental swamp music. Another one. Oh, well, that's it, dogs. Leave me here to save the day, and you go off to find an easier path. Oh, boy, that's typical, Doris. Typical of two men. Typical Doris. Shut up. The real world. They crumble. The first time. Idiot. 
he's already somehow. Oh my god. So they're gonna pluck away at the one piece of rope that's holding her. To... But why a door frame? Well, Otto said that she's gonna help him capture Lance. Nobody's gonna believe this. Little Tina Nelson from White Plains, hanging a thousand feet off the ground. <laughs> my makeup's running, my hair's a mess, and I'm gonna die. Why? Because I didn't listen to my mother and fell for a foreign accent with a hand growing out of his head. Tale as old as time. <laughs> Little Tina Nelson from White Plains, New York, everybody. The oldest trick in the book. Nothing like a foreign accent and the hand growing out of the head. What I was gonna say was, I like that he's already unraveled most of his sweater just to jimmy rig that fishing line. And we saw none of it. Also, I didn't realize he was balding so bad. Right, but he was balding when he was a child and in school. If you. <laughs> Here he comes. So, so he's hooked. I miss the whole rest of my life. Look at him. He's like, but that's the way life goes for little Tina Nelson from White Plains. Let me get out of the way. <laughs> That's horrible. Obviously, a good girl. Not like Charlotte Delaney, too. Who couldn't be satisfied with a law practice, though she had to get into college. There's Doris. I should be a senator today. And then for that debate. What? <laughs> What? You saved me. You were never in any real trouble. Fear is a phantom that clouds the mind. I love it when you talk metaphysical. Yeah, I'm with you, Doris. What a buffoon. Oh, great. Food at last. You know, my blood sugar is at an all-time low. So, that moron of morality. That moron of morality. You won't get away this time. Get out of my way, 
There's too many metal objects in this frame. And is he just in underwear? That chicken was good, but on a balanced diet is important. Bird can't fly on a broken wing, as my mother always said. I just imagine the whole crew on this production just constantly shaking their head. It's like, at some point, you realize that all the segments have to come together and come to an end. And I always did well in English. Math part always got me, though. Me too. I never understood any of that stuff. Quantum theory, astrophysics, binary trigonomics. Mm, you're so dumb. Well, we have something in common. Uh, Doris? Uh, Doris. We need to stay together, okay? What the hell is this guy's problem? It looks like we're on the oh, right path. Oh, just after stay all. on I the path that winds. Boy, me too. And follow it to you Auntie Nelda's. Well, why would I say you know that? who Auntie Nelda is? We're miles from is civilization. Jim Barney and an and a old lady wig. Penetrable forest. Correct. Following <laughs> the only path anywhere, and watching Auntie Nelda signs pop out of nowhere. Why would I think this was a trick? Good. Why was there a lion roar just now? Is there in the jungle? Work, work, work. That's all I like. Right? That's it. Uh, just goes to jail. Stupid. He creates work for me. I ask him to do a few simple tasks. Water the flowers. What happens? I end up watering the flowers. Well, you little darling, you're blooming. Here. <laughs> I hope you strangle on it. You're lucky to get it. Little flowers in China don't even get water. Hello, it's the second China-deprived reference. Boy, this is honest. Pork was the first one. Welcome to Auntie Nell. Boy, this is our lucky day. She seems real nice. We're going to have a little we don't have a chance. Oh, just broke the fourth wall. Someone in the kitchen is weird. Someone in the kitchen I know. Come on, suck it, they're waiting to eat. Booyabase cannot be hurried, Doctor. Wait a minute. It's he who serves Booyabase when he was she. There's the riddle. Now, battery. When he was she, serving Booyabase. That's a part of the riddle. He, he is she. And they're serving Booyabase. We're really, really breaking it. 
this is no trick. What would make me think this was a trick? All right, Miss Grump, just be that way. She'll feel much better after a hot meal and some sleep. So will I. So pick up those fingers there, Bolthead, and mop up the rest of that oil. Please forgive any disturbance. I don't suppose I have to tell you how hard it is to find suitable help nowadays. I know just what you mean. It smells yummy. I am starved. So me too. It's from an old family recipe. Um, aren't you eating? No, dear. I'm on a water diet. Well, I hope you're taking a vitamin supplement. I try to take care of myself. My son, Jaime, he never took care of himself. He didn't weigh 90 pounds soaked in paving tar. Well, I'm famished. What's in this, anyway? Oh, just some fresh herbs. And things from the dark. Bonjour. This is the incompetent I mentioned earlier. Why, the mademoiselle? Please. I hope it's called duck. You would. And you, madam? Uh, none for me, thanks. It's an excellent year. It's audacious and yet endearingly understated. Well, I, I usually don't drink, but, well, tonight feels special. Uh, no, thanks. I would consider it a personal insult to my hospitality if you did not drink a toast to my dead son, Jaime. What's the matter with you, Doris? Yes. Nothing's, yeah, nothing funny going on here. here. <laughs> a bit presumptuous, but not too brash. Sort of fizzy. Tickles my nose. Oh, she is so cute. Why did you kiss her earlier? Come on, Doris. All right, but I've got a bad feeling. To those weary travelers who came so unexpectedly and brought with them such happiness for a tired old woman. I like how the robot has a colander. You don't for the know what it means said. to me to and have must company. Oh me, yes. Well, because he's the old woman with a dead son. He's the maitre d'. No longer alive. Well, I guess you don't get many people here. When I was five, down the street was a convenience store that obviously had a video rental section, and this was one of the tapes that I would get mom and dad to rent for me. I remember the cover. It looked a little different than the one that I have now. Uh, the one I have now was uh, from '92. Uh, this movie came around around 86, so I would say anytime between 86 and 89, I would have rented this version of it. But anyway, the box, you can find it as a alternate cover for the PAL uh, European release of this in VHS only. It's, a, it's an artist's rendition of an expanded cover. As it were, uh, I'll post the image when I find it. It reminds me of a riff of the Nightmare on Elm Street style paintings. Not as detailed, but uh, very cool nonetheless. It's different. If you were a collector or an appreciator of all things Varney and Ernest, this would definitely be 
uh, a proud addition to your set? Yeah. Like, when the box said the funniest thing since the Depression. She is very much mistaken. It wasn't kidding. I don't think does, that's what she said. the bar done. very hot. Why are we tied up? Where's Tina? What is going on here? Let me put it to you gently. I think this is a trick. Not again. I can't stand it when people take advantage of my trusting nature. Well, it takes all kinds. <laughs> There was something strange about Auntie Nelda, though. And my father told me never to eat in restaurants where the prices weren't on the menu. Well, it's too late for that now. It's actually pretty good advice. It's right. probably pretty expensive if I the prices aren't on the menu. Right, yeah. My wrists are beginning to chafe. And, you know, Gordon Ramsay says that you shouldn't include pictures of oh, your food on the menu. Glad to see you. Don't be. My favorite Chinese restaurants have the pictures. Oh, and we had so much in common. I'll always remember you, Lance. Here's looking at you, kid. What's going to happen to us? Auntie wants to freeze-dry you and use your body parts to feed her army of zombies. Well, at least we won't be wasted. I signed the organ donor card on the back of my driver's license. Can, can you just stand by and... And let her turn him in, into part of an army of zombies? Can you do that to the zombies? <laughs> Basically, I'm not a very good person. <laughs> I don't believe that for a minute. It's true, though. Yeah. I've lied and cheated and swindled and stolen. Even stolen? Well, sure. Swindled and stolen? Who doesn't have a few things in their past they'd rather forget? And besides, I think they sort of add character. How can you do this? I don't know. Oh, I don't... I mean, Addie Neldy. She'd be so mad if I'd let you go. Well, look at it this way. I saved you from the killer chickens. I helped you through the forest. I... I tried to open up and relate to you as one human being to another. I gave you makeup tips. You owe me this. I've never done anything good before. It's not so bad. No, it's really easy once you get used to it. Why, there are times when I can't stop doing good things. Yeah, it's like eating peanuts. So, Willie, for all your obvious incompetence, the Bula base was excellent. And the wine was in yeah. Gee, thanks, Doc. Your service, as usual, was atrocious. But the food was good. <laughs> Wasn't a total loss. Oh, Tina. Saying goodbye to Mr. Perfect, huh? If you think that you can get away with this, you are very much mistaken. On the contrary, I have gotten away with this. And as soon as my marginally intelligent assistant prepares the hardware, I'm going to turn you into crusty little fragments of your former self. Taking advantage of people who are weaker than yourself is the mark of a bad person. It's me. I'm a real sicko. I suppose you could blame my parents, but I just can't stop doing nasty things. <laughs> it's like eating peanuts. Hey. There you are. It is like eating peanuts. Well, are you is it implying that you just can't have one? Can you believe the things I have to put up with? 
In many ways, I'm almost a saint. I should live a time, God rest his soul. Her dead son, who didn't weigh 90 pounds, soaked in paving tar. Don't talk to me anymore. If you could just undo one hand. Well, we could say I did it myself. We, we could say a rat bit through it. We could say... Be quiet. Oh, all right. This may not save you, but it'll sure change things. Great idea. Cover us up, and we'll lie real still, and she won't even know we're here. Well, it's dark. She's old. It could work. What is this? It's a transporter shroud. I'm not sure how it works. Transporter shroud. Doris, does this make any sense to you? No, it does not. More sense than becoming Just like this whole movie. Gone. Now she's being tickled. I mustn't let those feelings stay inside. At least, that's what my analyst says. Otto, you mustn't keep those feelings inside. You need to let them out. Anger can be a very healthy thing. And when I get angry, the thing I want to do most is destroy something. But Otto, I didn't do anything wrong. She did. Sweet Monique, you've been like a daughter to me. You've been with me for years, never complaining, always faithful. And this is how I repay your loyalty. Sometimes I'm disgusting even to myself. What's this, Sina? Bye bye, Monique. What a monster. Oh, that's feels so good to get the It's almost like it's like a it's like Dr. Evil. Sorry to interrupt, big guy, but Lance Sterling approaches. To the changing coffin. To that old changing coffin. Is this the final character? Please let it be the final character. Now where are we? After all said and done, I've got Don't some theories about, Don't explain about to me. Ernest Don't Dr. Word. Otto. Now let's try to find a way out of here. Doris, I... Now not... Not a word. Oh somewhere. yes. Back to good old yeah. civilization. This this is definitely not a trap. Lance, wait. Lance, be careful. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of money. More wealth than you can possibly imagine. But I like to think I'm the same. 
unspoiled guy dandy I was before I inherited. Guy dandy. Every dime. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the only rich this. person in the world. There are other rich people. I know. I gave them their money. <laughs> <laughs> also, like how Lance is like. Finally, a situation I can get behind. These are my people. But this is this is where Doris breaks too. The guy then. And breaks as in hits rock bottom. Where are we? You with me? And what better opportunity to meet me? Guy Dandy the man, not just the legend. How about a little drink you Sure. <laughs> now, what we really need, guy, is to use your phone. What you need, Frankie, is to get up against uh -oh. the wall and be real quiet. Why did you do it, Frankie? We was partners. You double-crossed. What made you think you could get away with it? It's happening again. <laughs> yes, it is happening yes. again. <laughs> now? If you can't see that... All of these characters are Otto without the costume and hand on the head. The robot dressed up in various attires would be the giveaway. Because, okay, a human is a human, but a robot. I want to go to the Rainbow Grill. I like how Willy the robot is a maid and they all have like these phasers. Is she wearing underwear? What the hell did I watch when I was a kid? This sequence feels like they ran out of money, location. That's what I mean. Like, why is this taking place in just an abandoned warehouse with just garbage everywhere? Yet Guy Dandy is the wealthiest man in the world. Not only was it successful, it was ruthless and completely unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a perfect description of the movie if ever there was one. Yeah, ruthless and completely unnecessary. If we're lucky, we could hit a few innocent bystanders. I, I assume they've broken through some sort of crust into another dimension of hell that may be where Otto's location is. 
Come on. Let's get out of here. Oh, you go on without me. I've got nothing left to give. Hey, let's go. <sighs> Made such a mess of things. I let everybody down. I acted like such a fool. You were right about mm -hmm. everything. I just didn't pay any attention to you. Oh, pull yourself together. <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. So you're not perfect. Big deal. Sure. What's with the slide guitar? Nah, it's just like you, Doris. You're level-headed. Clear thinking, you know? And you never give up. Grace under pressure. Personified. I hate to see you like this. <laughs> hey, come on. Oh we're a team, you and me. Yeah. Yeah, just because we're in the bottom of this dark pit, or we're gonna die a horrible death, oh, and everybody's gonna say it was my fault that everything went wrong, and it was Lance. my fault that things went wrong, and we're gonna die in this hole. Yourself. You hit me. I'm in the middle of a personal crisis and you hit me. It was for your yeah. own good. Pain is never for your own good, Miss Doris Albert. Yeah, sure. I made some mistakes. Sure, things could have gone better. But you didn't have to hit me. As if you couldn't have seen this. Like, she's pretending like she's just seeing and hearing this now. Oh, yeah. Now he can straighten himself up. <laughs> this shot is the entire set. <laughs> Introducing cholera to the third world nation. <laughs> well, it's a good excuse, but well, everyone asked about you. It was nice we could have this little chat before you die. Really? Kill them. Oh, now, Otto, don't you think that's a bit unfair? I mean, uh, there are two of us. You feel He's indestructible and completely immune to pain. Oh, Doris? You see if you can reason with him. You've always been very, very good at mechanical stuff. Let's dance. Well, it's just you and me. Come on, fight like a man. Correction, Mr. Turley. That leaves you and us. It's he who gambled with his brains and a, a gun. What? 
was he who had an eye but could not see. <laughs> it was he who had all and yet had none. Music is so simple. The score has been amazing. Nobody messes with my transmission. It's just the uh, <laughs> what's the robot's name? Willie. Willie's like facial expressions you can just see are literally just cardboard cutouts of facial So that's the way you want to play it, huh? Well, okay. Now the gloves come off. <laughs> Young man. Young man, they're going to make me their love slave. That's the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. Stay back, ma'am. They'll have to come through me to get to you. My hero. Doris. Well, Miss Doris, your little display was very impressive. Futile. But impressive. The gloom beam is now locked on us, man. There's nothing you can do. I win. You lose. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pause right before he goes in. <laughs> oh, look, she's right back to her regular outfit. Jim Varney was really Jim Carrey of the 80s. I was thinking that actually as I was watching it, that he's definitely just, I don't know, the expressions, the the way he can move his face, the voices he can create. Yeah, very Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's got that like rubber face. Like even to put your jaw out that far to get your bottom teeth above your top teeth. When, decision that every man when he's earnest, he has perfect teeth. The they're not crooked. They're... I must draw on the sum yeah. total of the things I've learned here on Earth. From my good breeding, my sense of style and color, excellent taste in wines. How do I decide? You can do it, Lance. We're counting on you. Make me proud, son. Make me proud, son. How do I make this final choice? Five. One potato. Listen to his voice. Two potato. Three potato. It's like... It's, it's, it's like they forgot to turn off the effect for her voice, the computer, and it had processed everything. 
almost. Boy, you have really something in there. The way you went after him. <laughs> well, I only did what had to be done. And Doris, oh, yes. You did more than your share, too. Oh, thanks. Let's just take note of Willie oh, wearing Lance's hat and scarf. You know? And watch this. I bet it this will. This is bizarre. Sure. Just because the last the 12 places we've been to have been out of gas for months doesn't mean that it's this place will be out. No. We mustn't get cynical as we get older. Can we have a fill Why up? Is the broom there? We ran out of gas down the highway. Hey, we got customers. Ernest. <laughs> What's wrong, buddy? Trouble under the hood? Well, the only trouble we have around here is we're out of gas. Where have you been? We ain't had any gas since the money went bad. No dinero. No petro, comprendo? <laughs> can we stay Classic. here? We better go. Okay. Thank you. Hey, girls. How about a song? If I were a no. carpenter and you, Doris Dalvin and Tina Nelson's white place, you were ladies. Bye-bye, y'all. Have a nice day. Know what I mean? Wow. Yep. Oh, man. I made it. I made it. So, that was Dr. Otto and the riddle of the gloom beam. So, what is what was the gloom beam exactly? I missed it. <laughs> The gloom beam was the magnet that was changing. Oh, I can't believe you're getting lost in this. The movie couldn't have been any dumber. <laughs> no, it's fair. It's so... There's not much going on in the movie, and yet there's tons of holes. Well, I can definitely see how... I mean, that would have been entertaining as hell for a little kid. Like wanting to see something crazy, wanting to watch something crazy, and then I was such an Ernest fan early on that, like, I loved the Ernest TV show, and Otto was one of the characters on the show. Now he wasn't a murderous, mad scientist on the show. He was a, you know, kind of a hapless. Science teacher, as it were. Almost. That's what it felt like. Anyway, um, it's just funny how things adapt and change. So, like, so Ernest, like I said earlier, Ernest, the character of Ernest was created by Jim Varney. And he was to be a pitchman for products that would be hired to sell regionally or, or um, you know, across, across the, uh, the country. And, uh, this was his first movie based off of the Ernest character. And then the Ernest movie start, and then the TV show starts, and then Ernest just becomes a part of a pop culture revolution. But I, I don't know what to really take from the ending. So 
Ernest takes off his hat and the hand is there, implying that Otto, this is Ernest is a, Ernest is actually one of Otto's characters. So is Ernest actually, is Otto the main character? Well, I think maybe for, I guess, this, these purposes, maybe that means, I, I think if he's one of Otto's characters. He has to be. So, so the, 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 the VHS that I have does not have the earnest intro that we saw. So, it just starts right into the, um, Our Love Festers, uh, song. 85, Sweat Equity Incorporated. We're sorry, Elmo. If we get to film another one, we'll make it up to you. Yeah, that was something. Thanks. Hey guys, I'm Darcy, founder of Spirit. And I'm Kelly, the chief technical officer of Spirit. Back in 2011, we formed the Supernatural Paranormal Investigations and Research Institute, searching for answers to mysterious things that were happening in our little corner of Canada. And we haven't stopped searching for those answers ever since. Join us on our podcast, Canadian Spirit, as we dive into all of Canada's most famous and forgotten paranormal mysteries. Examine the evidence and try to figure out what might be behind Canada's ghosts, cryptids, and UFO encounters. In Canadian Spirit, you'll get a peek behind the curtain and see for yourself what being a paranormal investigator is really like and learn something about Canadian history, which isn't as boring as it sounds. Even if it is, we're a pair of chuckle fucks, so we'll do our best to make it entertaining. So come along for the ride and discover for yourself what makes the land of maple and hockey so wonderfully weird. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, you know, wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, raccoons are aliens, werewolves are perverts, and ghosts are just downright rude sometimes. Stoner Chicks. We're four friends who met through comedy and bonded through weed. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Phoebe Richards. If you love smoking weed and laughing with your friends, this podcast is for you. Weekly episodes will drop on Fridays starting April 2nd. So subscribe now to Stoner Chicks wherever you get your podcasts. Coming to your favorite podcatcher soon.